Hello and welcome to the incredibly influential and highly successful podcast. My name is Kale. I'm incredibly influential. And my name is Maxwell, and I'm highly successful. Uh, today is we're we're, get, we're kind of kind of late because today is uh, just say the date. It is it is January fifteenth. It is Monday night. This this is going up in like twelve hours. So we're 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 cutting it a little close. I'm but only the patrons easy. will hear it. That's true. The patron the the patrons are going to hear it a little early. But for everyone else, this is like pretty normal. Yeah, true. That is true. Um, yeah, so I'm just I'm just a little bit antsy, <laughs> but you know what? I'm I'm glad that we're we're here now. We're we're here. We're talking, and uh, you know what? I've got a I've got a uh, I've got a uh, something. I've got something here well, I to hope talk you do. about uh, because uh, I think I did make you finish it, didn't I? Finish um, what? We're talking about Echo. We're talking about Echo. Max, oh, did you finish yeah. Echo? I watched the Man of Recaps. <laughs> you know what? Fair. Fair. Honestly. So, I basically no. know everything that happens in the show. I know Daredevil is in the show. You wanna yes. how much of this show do you want to talk about for this? So is Man of Recaps he recapped the whole thing? Yeah, he you don't did. you don't mind spoilers? No, he talked about everything. He spoiled the whole show for me. Uh, well, you know what? Let's let's just talk about all of it because all they right, dropped cool. it all at once. So that's the first thing I want to talk about. Um, they but, didn't have uh, enough faith in this show for uh, weekly episodes, and they're pretty right. Uh, how much of it did you actually watch? Right, like like actually watch? None of it. None of it at all. Okay, word. Um, well. Uh, I'm glad you're already like all all okay with that. <laughs> Love that. Uh, uh. Well, yeah. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a couple things off the bat. Uh. This is not very off the bat of you. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to to say this, but um, this wasn't made for me. So take all Uh-oh. of this. Uh, and who are with you, Kale? Grain of salt. I so I shut up. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> I'm a fan of. First and foremost, I would say this show isn't made for fans of Daredevil because he barely shows up in it. Yeah, I know about that. He has one fight scene in the first episode. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the old suit, not the ketchup and mustard from She-Hulk. And I like that suit, don't get me wrong, but I love the old suit. It's great. Um, so that's cool. Apparently that was during the blip. Um, so Daredevil didn't blip? No, he, he stayed there. But I think that's how Kingpin got out. So see, Daredevil Season 3... I'll, I guess I'll spoil Daredevil Season 3 with you. Oh shit, now you're, now you're going into real risky territory. Yeah... I know it, it's still worth watching if you know this because, like, obviously. But uh, Kingpin gets sent to jail at the end of Daredevil season three, and so, and that was in I think that came out in twenty nineteen. This, uh, uh, so that was that I think took place right, right before I think that would have taken place in twenty eighteen. So right when the the. So right when Defenders ended is when Daredevil season three starts. 
And so that takes place, I think, in either 2017 or 2018. So it ended before the snap, right? So Thanos does his snap. I Kingpin survives. Daredevil survives. But Kingpin's locked up. So I think my, my working theory is that he used the snap to escape from prison, right? But that's, a, that's not yeah. explained. Yeah. We don't get an explanation three, for why he escaped prison. Yeah. But we don't really need to for it to work, honestly. It makes sense. I'm just trying to bridge the gaps in my own head. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so we, we only got to see a little bit of Daredevil. Um, we've been seeing a lot of Kingpin, and I think it's kind of weird that uh, apparently this dude's, you know, the Echo was... Well, all right, here, here's what I'm saying, right? Or I guess here's what the show's saying. So what I'm saying is, it's weird that we didn't see Echo in the Daredevil shows, because apparently she was super important to him, but I think what the shows are saying is that she wasn't important to him, and he was just using her. And, you know, spoilers ahead, I guess, for the whole show. Um, If you don't care, keep listening. If you do care, go ahead and watch it. I mean... If you do care, keep listening. Yeah, I don't regret watching it, is what I'll say, but I don't think it was made for me, and I didn't uh, enjoy it as much as I have other Marvel projects. If you do or don't. But, you know, yeah. So, I'll say it was... uh, I, I think, honestly, that does also kind of fit with Daredevil, with the lore that's set out in Daredevil, which is Kingpin is... feels alone. Um... And, uh, like, he, he and... It's because they I, didn't I have the budget for more criminals. No, no, like, he feels alone, like, in his personal life. In Daredevil and on Netflix. But I won't spoil anything more about that. But I'll say, it makes sense that, you know, he treats Echo like she's super important. But, like, in reality, she's not. That makes sense. And that's why we didn't see her in the Daredevil Netflix show. So, anywho, you know, we start out with her we get a little little bit of well first first things first is apparently the shoshone or no it's not the shoshone it's the the chaka i'm i'm thinking about something else um uh my brain is fucking scatterbrained right now but um the the chakta apparently are all fucking magic uh apparently like they're yeah. all descended from magic people. Yeah, is that like that? I did they did they ask those people if that was a okay portrayal? I guess. I guess. I don't know, man. That's a big guess. <laughs> um, like the the people, um, like like they th- at the end of the show they had like a big thank you to all the Choctaw people. So it's like. You know, I I guess they did, maybe. I don't know. I think that might be, like, one of their foundation origin myths. I don't know. But it is kind of weird that apparently all the women who descended from this one Choctaw lady would have some kind of magical powers. Who are all the women who are directly descended from this from this one foundational woman, right? Would have magical powers, correct? Right. I guess is what every the show is. Every descendant. Every or maybe, I think it, 
Or maybe like every specific offspring has magic. I, I, I think how they explained it is because Echo has a direct line to her that she has those abilities, but they didn't specifically say that it's just Echo and her bloodline who can do it. So if it works like, I, I, I don't want to assume that this is how it works. Like I don't want to put words in, in the showrunner's mouths, but if that is how it works and every direct female descendant of that one initial Choctaw lady it has those kind of magic powers. Uh, I don't know. So, so uh, I think I looked it up. I, I Googled it when I was uh, watching the show. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to like do my research on this. Right. So the, 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 the Choctaw uh, like people, I believe they like, sort of came about in uh I, I guess they sort of like differentiated themselves sort of I think it was more recently than you'd uh than you'd like think um they sort of like uh no so we don't have a lot of history on them so the 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 earliest known things we know about them is that they were connected to uh, uh, a, a, the larger like Mississippi River Valley uh, collection of tribes back in uh, 800 to 1500 CE. So it's like more recently than you think. But if every direct female descendant of that one initial Choctaw founder um, in, let's say, 800 CE, right? If every single one of them has powers, that would be, by this point, like, at least tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, right? Because, like, for example, um, I am a direct descendant of Charles the Great, like, the founder of the Holy Roman Empire, right? But so is literally everyone else in Europe, right? Like, that spreads out a lot over time so like when you say oh yeah I'm, I'm a direct descendant of william the conqueror which i am uh or like i'm a direct descendant of like uh uh napoleon or not napoleon but like you know yeah well yeah even D napoleon right except i don't think he had kids um but like if you're direct descendant from like all those people it's like so what at that point because like there's just so many of them right so I think we would be seeing a lot more people with magical powers, especially considering, um, uh, like, I, 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 so I, I wrote a lot of notes in this sort of thing. But one of the notes that I put for episode five is Echo's mom has fucking superpowers in 2007. And I don't know if you remember this. Echo's mom? Yeah. Echo's mom has those healing superpowers, right? In 2007. This in is a 2007 really specific sentence for someone they, who doesn't understand the whole show. So they show a flashback to Echo's mom using her healing superpowers in 2007. Iron Man came out and takes place in 2008. So that means that Echo sees someone using fucking superpowers before Iron Man even exists and chooses to tell nobody. I mean, 
that's not too far-fetched. Like, what? We had the Captain America movie, and that takes place in the 40s. Yeah. That came out after the Iron Man movie. But most people didn't know who Captain America was, and they didn't know that he had fucking superpowers, and that he was, you know, right? Like, most people didn't know that. You know, most people didn't know about Captain Marvel doing shit in the 90s, right? You know, most people didn't know about Ant-Man doing shit in the 60s, right? So it's... it's. So, what makes this different? So, this is her first exposure to superpowers. Right, but what is what makes this different in, like, what you're, you're questioning about why I just people feel don't like... talk about it? I just feel like if at least Echo's mom, I maybe, well, no, Echo's, I guess Echo's grandma doesn't have superpowers other than like visions and stuff. But like, if you've got healing superpowers in 2007, when you don't, when like nobody like knows about superpowers and stuff, right? That would be a big deal, right? I would think at least like some kind of story would come out about that you know or like echo i don't know it's just weird that like echo who was around i don't i don't see why this is like such a specific narrative point i just it it's it's just kind of weird right to know that there are like people with superpowers before iron man and nobody really like and he's like the catalyst for the whole universe and stuff right like vision like talks about it in civil war well, Vision talks about it in Civil War, which is that Iron Man is the first, like, publicly known about superhero. Like, publicly famous superhero. Right? Right. Um, which kind of makes sense why her thing would happen in 2007. Right? Yeah. So, the year before Iron Man does his whole shit, she's got healing superpowers, and nobody raises, like, a big stink about that. Which I just think is weird. Just because I feel like that would be a big deal. If somebody in our universe could heal things with their magic hands, that would be a big fucking deal. That's what I'm saying. But, um, other than that, whatever. Um, I just think, yeah. It's hard to, like... So, Echo... Is is in is the first in these like Marvel Spotlight shows? Did you did you hear about that? Did you talk about that? What is that? So Marvel Spotlight is supposed to be like these like special mini series that oh, are sort of more. Yep. Yeah, I know yeah. about them. They're not really they're not really original. Yeah, but well, they're, but they're like focusing on like more character driven stories, not like largely connected to the whole mcu is is sort of their their whole deal and so that's going to be a thing and then wonder man is going to be a thing with um no, like, abdul mateen wasn't that like am i confusing spotlight with the like oh the michael jacquina uh the 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 swamp thing not no swamp thing, werewolf they do thing? disney plus releases these like small four minute clips that are like recaps no 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 no, no. Oh. I'm, I'm talking like they played a different logo before the show where this is like a Marvel spotlight. So they didn't use like the normal MCU logo. Um, they, they did like the Marvel spotlight thing. So it's, it's different. Um, but it's like what I, what my point was going to be is like, it's hard to like, 
um, think about like this gritty street level sort of thing uh, compared to like 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 when you when you have to take this gritty street level drama and place it in the larger context of fucking aliens exist a giant purple alien wiped out half the universe uh including half the people on earth and like that sort of thing you you have to like justify those two things right so in the marvel daredevil show they don't really talk about that in in the netflix uh marvel universe right it's still it's still part of the mcu but it's they do not really talk about it right like i don't think stark tower shows up in the skyline which i don't know why because like it should still I think be it's there. taken down. No, it it gets taken down, doesn't it? When do they take it down? Cuz it should be there in Spider-Man, right? Right. Uh, Cuz he launches the plane from there, but I don't think it shows up in Daredevil, right? But we do see um Daredevil does have like references to it in like newspaper clippings on the wall, right? Like, that's kind of a nice jab. And that's and that's pretty much it, right? Like they uh like the newspaper clips talk about like the battle of uh new york and like um that i think was it was it either in harlem or it was in brooklyn where um hulk and abomination fight in incredible hulk but that's really it right so i i think it's better to not sort of draw attention to that but when you have one of the avengers being the person who killed echo's dad right and you have Echo having these like superpowers and stuff. It sort of puts Kingpin. It, it, it's the whole thing with like, how come Batman doesn't ask su- Superman for help to deal with like Penguin or Two Face, right? Because Superman could just deal with them in seconds, right? So it, it's sort of that whole thing, right? Like, uh, just. But he's also in another city. He's in another city. He's across the river, and he can travel basically at the speed of light. No, he can travel faster than a speeding bullet, which is different than the speed of light. The speed of light is faster than a speeding bullet. <laughs> but, like, he's able to, like, travel to Krypton in a few years, which is faster than light. Uh, because if Krypton was that close, he would it, it would take him centuries to get there. If not, yeah. if he were if, traveling in the speed If of Krypton light. were still a planet... Or, or, like, if he wanted to go to the ruins of Krypton, right, which he does in, what is it, after Superman 2, he goes there and he, like, checks that out. And then he comes back in two different timelines. There's two different timelines. There's the Superman Returns timeline and the Superman 3 timeline. Both of them kind of suck. But, again, it only took him, like, a few years to go and do that. So it's like, you know, he definitely can travel faster than the speed of light, which is kind of fucking ridiculous. Um... But yeah, like he could stop all of them. And it's the same sort of deal here, right? Where like, you know, Daredevil's like a street level guy. You know, he struggles fighting like just normal goons and shit, right? Uh, are are Echo and Daredevil on the same side at, at any point in the show? Um, I mean, they weren't in that initial meeting, but Echo doesn't like Kingpin anymore. And Daredevil doesn't like Kingpin anymore. So I guess. in Do you want to know what's really interesting? What's that? Echo is Daredevil's adopted daughter in the comics. That. Wait, Echo is Daredevil's adopted daughter? Yes. That's kind of weird. 
right? Yeah. So so they've given her didn't a whole they new have backstory. Like, didn't they have like a romantic relationship in I don't remember that. Everything I've re- everything I've watched about Echo from the comics is that they uh, had a romance. Uh... But Oh, all right, sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. She she is adopted daughter of Kingpin and supporting character of Daredevil. Holy shit. I can't read. I'm... Ah, let's go. I'm here to fact check you. Okay. Yes. I. They might have. Yes. Okay. I think they did. Also, he did. She does shoot him in the face in the comics. Holy shit. That is actually fairly accurate. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. So he and and her met. Oh, oh, here's the thing. Do you remember the Daredevil 2004 movie? No. I mean, like, um, I know of it, but I haven't seen it. So, basically, the plot of that is uh, uh, Kingpin kills Elektra's dad. You know who Elektra is, right? Yes, yes. So, Kingpin kills Elektra's dad and frames Daredevil. So, uh, Elektra wants to kill Daredevil but she's in love with Matt Murdock. That sort of thing happened in the comics with Echo, which is weird, but... Yeah, it sounded like they ran out of, like, story threads. Yeah, but, like, so this is... <laughs> so the whole Maya shooting uh, uh, Kingpin in the face and taking out his eye, that that happened in the comics, like, pretty much beat for beat. Not, like... It, it, it was sort of like... Um, a, a combination of, of those two storylines in the comics, but, like, instead of dying like Elektra does, um, Maya finds out that Matt Murdock is Daredevil, and then beats the shit out of Kingpin! And just obliterates him. It's fucking lit. But, um, but here here's the thing. Here's, here's something that's pretty funny. Also, she was Ronin for a little while. Um, yeah, in, like, a completely different universe. But no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't the six one six universe. Um, well, here, that's what I really don't like, right? So, do you remember in uh, Across the Spider Verse when, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, twenty ninety nine Spider Man says, um, you know, Earth one nine 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 nine. Uh, that used to be what the MCU was, right? It was Earth nineteen ninety nine ninety nine. Um, and the, the main comics universe was Earth 616, but now the MCU says, fuck you, we're Earth 616 now, eat a dick. So that just sort of makes all the comics fucking non, non-canon and shitty, and that's really annoying. Um, I liked it better when it was Earth 1999-99, but whatever, they fucked it up in Spider-Man, and then, in, in, uh, what is it, Spider-Man Far From Home, and then they, uh. Uh, they kept going with the fuck up instead of being like, well, Mysterio was lying. So, yeah, that was annoying. But, um, yeah, so that that's, but that is cool, you know, that in this universe, she her origin story was started by Ronan, but in the comics, she was Ronan. So that's interesting. I I think a lot about this show is very interesting in, like, uh, concept, but not in execution. I feel like in execution, 
here, here, here's where my problems with the show are. It's just not really all that well executed. And I didn't really care a lot about the characters. But I will say some of the action was really good. Like, we haven't had gory, well-shot action in the MCU since Punisher and Daredevil itself, right? And it's really, really cool to see. Like, you know, there's actual blood. People fucking die. You know, it's not just people getting knocked out and shit or getting killed off screen. Like, there's blood, and people die, and people get shot, and it's awesome. So I love it. I love some of the action in this. Um, uh, yeah, so Kingpin lived. Um, yeah. Uh, also, what? what's here, here's something that's really funny, is... In episode three, they sort of did a silent film opening about one of Echo's ancestors, but the silent film has sound in it. So, like, I don't think they know what a silent film is. So that was kind of funny. Also, Kingpin drinks fucking Shasta in episode four, which is kind of hilarious. Epic. Yeah. Um, But also, Kingpin doesn't even talk about um a character from the show that he probably should be talking about and is yeah also i'm gonna be honest um i i i have a a few concerns about this and maybe it's not my place to make these concerns right but i i do want to ask you i want to get your opinion on this um do you sort of feel like, from how it was explained to you, do you feel like there might have been, like, a little bit of, like, noble savage type stereotypes and, like, cliches and stuff like that hmm. in the show? Like, do, do you know what I mean by that? Like, what characters are you referring to? Um, Are you referring to how, like, people treat Echo in the show? I, uh, like, for example, right, like, um, uh, Echo's mom is struggling in childbirth, or no, sorry, Echo's grandma is struggling to give birth to Echo's mom, and, uh, they're like, you know, and, and they're like, the, the white hospital told her that there were going to be complications and there was nothing more they could do, but they instead took her out in the middle of the woods and she gave birth there and she was fine. And, like, that that just feels like a whole, you know, yeah, you know, Native people, they're in touch with nature. You just got to take them out to nature and everything will be fine sort of thing, right? Really? I, the, when you say that, I, I hear something different. That, that might just be how I took it. And I'm, I'm not really Native myself, so I can't, I can't, you know, I can't claim anything about that. I can't say, you know, uh, one way or the other like is that noble savage racism and shit like and uh, again can i can i say what can i say what i think absolutely yeah go ahead okay so there is a very uh bad relationship with um i don't know the medical field of people of color i i also uh i i like hearing that and saying that i get that i i do totally understand that like i i can understand if that's the interpretation that people went with. Um, and like, yeah, I, I w- would also totally get that if that's what 
they were going for it, and right. if that's what most people took away from that, I it's mean, just, yeah, it's you know, obviously, it's it's only meant to like service the story, but like the meaning it can have is that could be what I pieced together from what you've described. Because yeah. I mean, if she has a normal birth and the people who were professionals said that she the that she was gonna not make it then it's kind of like i don't know a reflection of a very extensive history of uh medical malpractice yeah but, and I, but not, I, I not totally directly shown not directly shown but implied yeah. it that that feels uh like a valid interpretation it feels like what they were going for but like I don't know, I I have been exposed to a little bit of noble savage racism in the lead up to that, right? So I I had sort of like seen people being you know sort of patronizing to, uh we we were sort of talking about like the North Sentinelese people, like I I had been seeing people talking about that, um, people talking about like the 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 Houthis, you know talking about and like the taliban and stuff like that like i i'd been exposed to a lot of that sort of discourse um so i i guess i had that on the brain and i was just sort of like you know just when i saw that my immediate gut reaction was like you know uh in in quotes i wrote down white medicine is bad take her out to an unsterilized woods and give her magic indian childbirth and that's and like so i i had noble savage racism on the brain i was like that feels a little weird but like I totally understand, like, I mean, if that's what they were referring to, because there were a lot of stories about that last year and, like, in the lead up to that. So I, I totally understand if that's what they were going for and not sort of my whole thing. You make a valid point as well. In yeah. That, like, it kind of implies that, you know, they can be self. I mean, obviously, there's, they're talking about superpowers. But, yeah. Um, there is, like, possible interpretation that you know yeah indigenous people can function outside of like you know uh institutions yeah which is like kind of a a negative implication because it should be like you know those those two should go hand in hand yeah and i guess i i would also say like more to your point right if you are showing that sort of thing where like, you know, the white doctor doesn't treat them, but they don't need it. Like they're going out and they're, they're doing it their own way and it, and it works out for them. I feel like that only reinforces some of the stereotypes that sort of led to that initial thing where like doctors don't really like treat them the best. Cause they're like, you know, so like I would worry that that would reinforce the stereotype, but again, I'm not native. I have no reason to like, like I, my opinion is completely like not uh, well versed in this like at all. So don't take me with a grain of salt. Um, that's just where where my thoughts were. But like, yeah, I just it felt sort of weird. And also, I, I would say ultimately, because uh, we do have to go to the ad break. I would say before before we do that, um, don't give birth in the woods. Is what I'll say. Like like that that's pretty that's probably not a good idea to give to give like unless you have superpowers unless you have superpowers don't give birth in the woods because the woods are not sterilized 
and there's a lot of fucking diseases in there and it's really gross so so don't don't give birth in the woods give give birth in a at least at home uh at least some knowledge at least in some kind of like sterilized environment partially sterilized at least you know have some lysol with you for god's sake you know that Uh. There you go. That, that, there's my uh, medical advice for you: is, is maybe don't give birth in the woods. It, it, there you go, and and we'll go to the ad break. So that Amazing. way, that way, anyone who who's planning on uh, having kids while listening to this, who, who's like about to go into labor, you know, um, don't go to your nearest woods. Um, I I would say go to the hospital, um, or you know, call up a midwife or something and, and give birth at home. But, you know, yeah, OBGYNs are, are generally pretty good at their job. You know, there, there's there's a few bad eggs, but you know what? Generally pretty good at their job. So so don't don't give birth without medical professionals. There, there's my advice. We're going to the ad break now. Goodbye. This episode is sponsored by Liquid IV, the number one powdered hydration brand in America. We've been partnering with them all summer, and I've been using it to beat the heat through some of these particularly nasty heat waves. While it was scorching hot outside, I was staying cool and refreshed with Liquid IV and their 12 delicious flavors. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you twice as fast and far more efficiently than water alone. And it also contains five essential vitamins and three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks without any GMOs, gluten, dairy, or soy. Liquid IV is also committed to equitable access to clean water worldwide, partnering with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions with communities that protect both their water and their futures, and donating 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code IIHSPODCAST, all one word, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code IIHSPODCAST. Again, all this one podcast word. Is at liquidiv.com. Thank you again no to Liquid IV for partnering with us. And parent coach. Serving individuals and couples in both Illinois and Florida for counseling slash therapy, as well as worldwide for parent coaching. Amanda's specialty is working with teens and young adults, as well as their family systems. Amanda has extensive experience working with youth who identify on the LGBTQIA spectrum. She has also done couples work based on a foundation of the Gottman Method. She brings a light, no-nonsense approach to treatment that is approachable and empathetic. She is unflappable and makes her clients comfortable from the very beginning. Find out more at www.amandaredwine.com. That's A-M-A-N-D-A-R-E-D. W-I-N-E dot com. Thank you again for sponsoring this episode, and back to the show. All right. Hello. We're back. Um, I, I I hope you uh, enjoyed that kernel of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to all my birthers. That, that doesn't – I don't think that means what you think it means. I don't, I don't think that means what you think it means. Um, I don't know who else we're giving advice to. I uh, no, when you say birther. <laughs> uh, anywho, um, 
So, also, another thing about Echo in the comics that I sort of wanted to talk about. So, you know, she's got, like, superpowers and shit now, right? Yeah. Now. So, in the comics, she briefly had, um, well, she has, like, like normal superpowers, sort of similar to Daredevil in that, like, her eyesight's really good, her reflexes are really good. Yeah, like, she, obviously, she's deaf, but she, like, makes up for it in other areas. Daredevil, same way. Um... Uh, but, like, she gets, like, actual supernatural powers from, uh, in the comics, she gets it from the Phoenix Force, which, uh, you know, Jean Grey, also Kinda Phoenix random. Force. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they go into it more in the comics, but her, like, alter ego when she has the Phoenix Force is called Thunderbird, which is cool, right? But there's no Phoenix Force in the... MCU, yet, because there's no... There's no X-Men. There's no X-Men. There are mutants. There are mutants. They... they Miss Marvel is a mutant. So, we have at least one mutant. I think we have some others. I'm not sure. Um, but... She... Uh, but, like, they wanted to give her superpowers, but obviously they can't give her the Phoenix Force, right? So, they sort of have made her... Um, uh, her superpowers sort of tie into her name Echo, and she's like the the women of your like your ancestors echo through you, like you are an echo of your ancestors. Right. So I think that's kind of cool. But what does her power become? Just I have the power of my ancestors. Uh, she can heal people like her mom. Oh, uh, I see. So she has like. The superpowers of all the people in her generation. Like, uh, yes, of, of all her ancestors, she gets like their powers and stuff. So she's an echo of them. Um. Yeah, so it's like she has some superpowers, but obviously she can't be Thunderbird, but they wanted to give her powers, so they did that. And I think that's interesting. I think that sort of ties into the themes of the show. Again, this is really not made for me. This is really not made for me as a white, non-disabled man. Like, the, the, the biggest disability I have is I have to wear glasses when I drive, right? So I'm not even, I'm not legally blind. I'm not even close to legally blind. Um, you know, like, so I, I have no ability to relate to this show at all. And I think that's okay. There's some shit that's just not made for me. I think if you asked, like, Native people or Native women or uh, especially, you know, disabled Native women, um, I think they'd say it's great representation. Maybe maybe they can relate to it. I don't know. I can't relate to it, so it didn't speak to me. Um, wasn't my favorite representation of Kingpin, personally. Um but, you know, I love Vincent D'Onofrio's performance anytime I can get it. He's he's my favorite actor in the MCU. He's so fucking good. Have you at least, like... Oh, you watched Hawkeye, didn't you? I did. That's not a great representation of him, either. You really gotta get on watching those fucking Netflix shows, man. Daredevil Season 1 will have you fucking hooked. He He's so good. He's so fucking good. I heard good. that's the best one. Uh, 
I don't know if I would agree with that, actually. I don't think season one is... No, I mean, like, Daredevil. Oh, Daredevil is, yes, 100%. Clears everything. Um, Punisher was good. Season one and season two of Punisher were really good. Jessica Jones... Season one was really good. Season three was amazing. Season two had... Season two had, like, one or two really good episodes. And then sort of didn't really... Yeah. Yeah, not great. Um, You know what's really funny? Season two of Jessica Jones had the power broker in it. And I think they did him better than the actual power broker oh, in, well. in in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, that was stupid. That was dumb. I was like, I wish they had brought him back because he's fucking awesome. The the he, he the wasn't actual like power broker. Yeah, he wasn't like anything like special in in the in that uh, show. Like he he wasn't like super over the top powerful like he wasn't like a thanos or a ghost or a like super uh like spectacle villain right but like he was cool and i would have liked to have seen him get like a real like you know he he, the so like the comic character power broker is is yeah i would have liked to have seen him but sadly fucking sharon carter is the fucking power broker and that's we just have to all deal with that now, and that sucks. But uh, yeah, when's the last time she came up? Four years ago? Uh, not quite four. I think it was twenty twenty one when that show came out. So I think three ish. But yeah, yeah, that's that's dumb. Um, yeah. So that was that was interesting. You know the the whole power broker thing. But like, yeah, I just. I, I didn't have like super high hopes for Echo. Um, I was disappointed, but at the same time, I just a lot of that just comes from me not being able to re- relate to it. So, like maybe that's a that that's just sort of me, and uh, yeah, I I would say overall it's not like a a poorly made show. I think everyone did a good job on the performances. I, I I don't feel like there was anything particularly wrong with it. I just can't relate to it from my perspective. And I find stories better when I can relate to them, you know? Um, You're wrong for having that opinion. But that's not to say that there are uh, stories where there are all unrelatable characters that I still can't get like invested in, you know? Like, uh, you know, the, the Star Wars prequels, I don't really like them a lot, but, you know, I, I still like them, even though, like, the main character is a former child slave uh, turned weird, creepy monk who wants to get his dick wet, and the other main character is already a weird, creepy monk uh, who can't get his dick wet and doesn't get his dick wet and uh, who wants his apprentice to stop getting his dick wet. You know, so that's like, I can't relate to that, but you know, still, I still like them, but yeah, I just, I could, couldn't really get into Echo and that is a shame because it brought Kingpin back and I'm glad they didn't kill Kingpin off, off screen in Hawkeye. 
That would suck. And also yeah. they're setting him up to be back in Daredevil Born Again, which is fucking great. Also, I feel like that title would make more sense if um, Daredevil had been snapped and then brought back, you know? Ha. Huh. But, I mean, I think that applies to what he went through in Season 3 of Daredevil, so I'll, I'll count it. I'll count it. I'm excited for it. They, um... Did you hear any of the news about that, by the way? No. So the only two things I know about it are... Um, Foggy and Karen, uh, the, the like the two main supporting characters from the previous show, from, from the from the Netflix series, um, they were supposed to get either killed off or have been killed off off screen in between Daredevil season three and Daredevil Born Again, um, but they they fired the entire like writing staff and they've decided no that was stupid. Uh, Foggy and Karen are still alive. Uh, and I'm really glad about that because Eldon Henson did a really good job and uh, I'm blanking on the name of who plays Karen Page, but she did a really, Deborah, Deborah Wool. Um, uh, you might know her from God of War Ragnarok. Um, she did, she did a fantastic job in, um, in the, in, as Karen as well. So I'm, I'm glad they're both coming back. That's, that's good. Dope. We, yeah. So hopefully it is different enough that it feels warranted but you know they've had two seasons where kingpin was a main villain in daredevil and so hopefully they can find some way to do it again better right and it sort of doesn't really make sense that kingpin would be running for mayor after all the things he was accused of doing in uh, season one and then went to prison four in season two and then you know and then he went back to prison in season three right the the united states justice system just simply does not work yeah so i don't know how he's gonna run for mayor but i don't know maybe they'll maybe they'll try and tie it into fucking trump or whatever be like you know trump's running for president even though he's like accused of crimes and kingpin is running for mayor i don't know um by the way, how did you feel about the Make America Skate Again thing? Did that happen? It was on the so it's on the wall in like a, a roller rink that's sort of important to the show. So I thought that was funny. That's like we haven't gotten that many like Trump references in the MCU. Which, you know what? Given like the the sense of humor of like and the political leanings of like all the actors involved i'm kind of glad because i feel like they would you know if it was up to them and they didn't have more talented writers they would be like the orange man is bad or like thanos is bad but this orange guy is way worse you know that sort of thing so you know i'm I'm glad they've they've had more restraint with that and they don't they don't do trump shit because you know a lot of a lot of other franchises have done Trump shit and it doesn't work and it's kind of cringe. Like I don't like Donald Trump, but it's fucking cringe, right? I'm sure you can think of an instance where somebody did some kind of like Trump reference in one of the uh what uh, like um 
can't you think of like a, a show or a movie or a, or a franchise that has done like done like a Trump joke or whatever the fuck? Not Doc- really. The one that I can think of off the top of my head is Doctor Who. The 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 Doctor Who season with um the thirteenth Doctor. She uh she she did a few. There 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 was like one character who was sort of like a a parody of Trump, and he called her a nasty woman. And that that's a reference, so it's like, ew, come on, Doctor Who, you you really doing Trump jokes, really? So I, I was, mean, yeah. Doctor Who has kind of been like focused on social issues. That is true, but I think you cannot. I think you can focus on some social issues and not be like Trump bad, haha, get it, guys. You know, because there will be another Trump, right? There, there's always going to be another Trump. Yeah, but... I mean, it's kind of like interesting because it's about politics, but yeah, I don't know. A lot of things that aren't supposed to be political are turned political. So yeah, I like, feel like they handled flipping, it, flipping the switch is interesting. Yeah, I feel like they handled social issues better in that season in like some other places, like um. During the partition, they went they went to the the partition of, of India and Pakistan, um, and they were relatively mature about that. And then they also did Rosa Parks, and they were pretty mature about that. So it just feels like a cheap shot to be like Trump is lay bad. Am I right, liberals? And you know it's 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 lazy. It's lazy. But you know what? I'll tell you the fucking the the wine mom white women uh milk toast liberal crowd loves that kind of joke. And you know what? They rate uh they raise a lot of money for the Democratic Party and they all fucking vote because they have nothing better to do on a uh, Tuesday. So, you know what? Credit to them, right? If that's what makes them happy and if that's what gets them to go vote blue, fucking orange man bad all the way. Right, I'll I'll put up with people making fun of him rather than having him as president. Would you Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's a cool red button. <clears throat> you know what? We'll, we'll we'll circle back to that. We'll circle back to that. Even though I know the answer is going to be yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, he's he's fucking yeah. Um. But I don't want to talk about Echo anymore. I I ha. Yeah. Um, actually I had one, one thing, um, her gun didn't have, like her, her gun wouldn't have been able to go off, uh, because like the hammer was, was up and it can only go off when the hammer is down. So there wasn't a a bullet in the chamber for, for it to go off. I think, I think Hollywood is playing it extra safe with fake guns or, or with, you know, like gun props and stuff now that Alec Baldwin killed that woman. Right. Um, but now they're not even like aiming for accuracy. Yeah. Like, I mean, they've, people have made that mistake before with the, with a 1911, you know, people think it's like a double action pistol. People, Hollywood people don't know how guns work. So when you get like a, a mainstream Hollywood production, they usually don't know how guns work. So they, you know, yeah. Dog, what are you doing? Why are you tearing up my carpet? 
My dog is just scratching in my carpet. Good for him. But like, you know, people in Hollywood don't know how guns work. So in mainstream Hollywood productions, you get gun mistakes. It happens. But I just thought that was funny. I'm like, Echo, if you want to shoot him, you have to actually put a bullet in the chamber, please. It was very funny. That is funny. But yeah, so that was that was just one thing I noticed that bothered me. But there you go. Echo, I mean, go watch it, I guess. If it speaks to you, it speaks to you. But I don't think it's going to be necessary at all for the larger MCU. So if you still give a fuck about the MCU, I mean, it's not necessary. So you can skip it if you want. I don't think she's going to be an Avenger anytime soon. And I'm not sure if she'll play into Daredevil Born again. But it'd be cool if she did. I'd like that. I'd like to see how her and Matt play off each other. Um, also, oh, sorry. There's one more thing that irked me about Echo, but then we're done. I promise. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done talking about it. Um, so she gets a contact lens from Kingpin that lets her talk to people without using sign language. Like, they can talk, and it will use, and it will, like, show her. It'll, like, translate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It puts up, like, these, like, ghost hands in front of them, and the ghost hands be signed. Um, why don't she never like tells anyone that she has that? She lets everyone else like sign for her. <laughs> yeah. And that's... she never like tells them and be like, hey, you can just talk normally. I have a, a I have a thing now. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was that was interesting. That she is never tells funny as that. hell. I, I, she might have taken it out when I was like Googling something or writing a note down. She might have, like, taken it out and, like, thrown it away or something. I don't know. But if she still had it, she didn't tell anyone about it. And I think that was interesting. Um, And, like, I guess maybe she did throw it out because she needed her cousin to be an interpreter in, like, the final thing. So I don't know. But, yeah, that was that was interesting. I, I, yeah. Go, go watch it, I guess, if you care. Um. But uh, I have another – I have a news story that I wanted to uh, talk to you about. I wanted to get your your um, thoughts on. Give them to me. And I also wanted to read you the quote of how I wrote this down. Um, so uh, here, here's, here's a direct quote of how I wrote this down in my notes app. Blackface, digital blackface, Twitch streamer pretends to be black Minecraft bedwars is how I wrote that down. Um, are you familiar with that story? No. So a, uh, a Minecraft Twitch streamer, uh, was sort of identifying themselves as black, um, to, to their fan base, uh, posted like pictures of like a random black dude to be like, yep, this is my face reveal. Um, that sort of thing said the N word a whole bunch of times. Um, refused to elaborate. Yeah, and then turns out uh, they were sort of like lying about a lot of things, and the, obviously the, the most harmful lie is that they were pretending to be black. And um, do you remember that meme going around back in the day? It was like back in like 2016, you know, when the when the Anita Sarkeesian and the and the all the buzzfeed feminist things were going around and like the the gamergate type shit um and like there was that one lady and she was like uh you know 
white people shouldn't use gifs of black people because it's digital blackface right do you remember that i do remember that i was gonna say holy shit that woman is vindicated because somebody actually did digital blackface so good for her um yeah that's that doesn't save her from all the other dumb stuff she said no that was everything else she said was completely fucking brain dead but somebody actually did do digital blackface there you go uh yeah congratulations you gotta call it it like you see it yeah so yeah i get i from what i heard i guess that the the dude started when he was like a teenager and he was just lying to fit in and then when you start lying to fit in you have to add other lies on top of it and it all just spirals and shit i don't know fucking don't lie to fit in i guess there's your there there we're given all kinds of life lessons today don't give birth in the woods uh don't lie to fit in damn this is this is the life lesson episode you can really learn from us we're we're great influences right you know yeah that's what the show's all about right you know there you go we're we really are just just two bright beacons of of hope for the the, the next generation of people right to yeah but yeah i think i think i just thought that was an interesting story just to be like hey somebody actually did do uh uh digital blackface also as we are talking about this right now um it looks like uh we are getting the iowa caucus numbers uh right now because iowa is the only state in the united states where your vote matters is that i feel like you're being sarcastic i am being sarcastic yes um (laughs) iowa is the is is the first caucus uh the first primary anything um so so they had the caucus what and uh, what party meets for that oh it's both both so both parties do caucuses in iowa and um uh as of right now um Donald Trump easily won Iowa and uh now it's it's a toss up between uh Nikki Haley and Ron Disaster for second place um so i'm 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 hoping it's not Nikki Haley i don't want Nikki Haley to become president because uh, she's good for for Raytheon, but if she does uh, become president, I hope she is still good to Raytheon because I like getting rich. I'm a Raytheon stockholder. Eat shit, losers. Is she a uh, politician uh, or a businesswoman? She so she started out as like a I think a senator or a representative from South Carolina, and then she became the governor of South Carolina, and then she. I don't think she tried to run for president in 2016, but she was uh, appointed as the UN delegate for the United States by Trump in 2017 when he took office. And I don't know if she made it through his full term, but uh, once she left that, she got a board member job at Raytheon, I believe. It's either Raytheon or Boeing. I hope it's not Boeing because if she's on Boeing, (laughs) she's fucked uh with the with the 
do we want to talk about that? I feel like that's mm-hmm. been talked to death. Uh, like the, um, the whole like the 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 door popped off, and you know, not a, not 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 great. No, you know, it's it's. Oh, she was at Boeing. Oof. Oof. Mm. And she might have been... Uh, there, there's news coming out. Obviously, in the aftermath of the campaign, you know, there's going to be more, a bit more scrutiny. And since the uh, since that happened during the primary, um, apparently, uh, some news outlets are reporting that she helped to kill like uh, uh, an initiative in the company that would have uh, forced them to like uh, uh, sort of be more open and public about how it's uh, lobbying with uh, safety regulators and politicians. So she, she might've been to blame for that uh, near disaster. I will say it's a near disaster. How about that? Um, because nobody died. It was very close, but nobody died. And I'm really thankful for that. Because, holy shit, that could have been bad. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Like, how the fuck are you that dumb that, like, you can't even build a plane right? I could build a better plane than that. I could build a safer plane than that. Fuck you, Boeing. Boeing sucks. Fuck you. Lockmart, baby. Lockmart all the way. God, I love Lockmart. Uh, Lockmart and Raytheon. That You, you want to... You want to invest in companies that that make good aircraft and technology and, and that sort of thing, and you want to you want to if you want to make money as a war profiteer, you vote you you invest in Raytheon and you invest in Lockmart, and that's how you make money. Not with Boeing. Boeing's a piece of shit. Boeing's a bunch of fucking idiots. No wonder they put Nikki Haley on their board. Nikki Haley's a fucking moron. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. I. Vivek Ramaswamy is a fucking idiot, um, and he's fucking spineless too. Because you know that uh, once he suspends his campaign and he's like, "Oh, I give up," um, which he will. Uh, he he's not even fourth place. In uh, like I I think he's not even like he might not even make it to fourth place in Iowa. He probably he probably will, but like there's a chance he won't, and right. he's gonna give up, and. Uh, Trump's going to offer him a cabinet position, which I think was his plan the whole time. But Trump literally insulted him publicly on on True Social. And Vivek's like, you know, I, I saw Trump's rhetoric and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I disagree with it and all that. Um, but, like, he he's already kind of a bootlicker for Trump. And he's going to continue to be a bootlicker for Trump. Vivek Ramaswamy's a fucking idiot. Um. Also, here's the thing that's really funny about Vivek Ramaswamy, if you'd like to hear it. Tell me. Uh, he's talking about how, like, you know, white people are being replaced in this country by immigrants. I I think he might have Uncle Ruckus Syndrome. You know? Are, are you familiar with Uncle Ruckus Syndrome? Very funny. Yeah. I, does, does he know? Does he know? Do you think he knows? He has to know, right? Like that he he can't not know what that sounds like, right? For an Indian dude 
and I, it, he might i think he's a first generation immigrant to like be talking about immigrants coming in and replacing all the white people in this country like like does does he know does he know i does, don't know he, he he has to know like have you ever have you ever seen that that reaction photo where it's um it's it's that photo of riddler from from the batman and it's like does he know it's like it it was like a thumbnail for like one of those like videos about like fan speculation about that it was wondering like if riddler knew if bruce wayne was batman mm-hmm. which i have i have some thoughts about that um I'll, I'll save them if we've got time but like just that's the image that that pops up whenever he talks about like replacement and it's really fucking funny it's really fucking funny but like yeah i just does he know <laughs> it's it's hilarious crazy but, crazy that show kind of knew what it was talking about and, yeah and it's but here right now yeah i guess here here's my thing here's my thing about the batman and then we'll go to the big red button um uh like so in the lead up to the batman in like some of the early marketing they had said that riddler knows batman's secret identity i distinctly remember them saying that now, I haven't been able to find it, but I do distinctly remember them saying that Riddler knows who Batman is. So, I uh, I was very confused when the movie came out and, like, he didn't know him. I'm like, am I misreading this scene? Because, like, they said that he would. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. On the second watch, I was like, okay, I guess they were lying because he clearly doesn't know. That, that Batman isn't Bruce Wayne. Right. Or is Bruce Wayne. Um, but yeah, like that, yeah. I was just very confused for a second. And yeah. So if that was a thing that I didn't just make up in my head. Oh, that's another thumbnail image. It's like the same, the same uh, channel did another thumbnail about Moon Knight. And it's like a photo of, of Oscar Isaac all close up. And it says all in his head. And that is is very relevant right now. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> that is absolutely fucking crazy. But yeah, that's really funny. Um, but yeah, that that was just a little nitpick that I felt relevant. You know, I, I wanted to talk about that because I was very confused and a little bit angry when they they told me that, and I'm like, okay, so he doesn't know. I I, I thought he did. I was I was expecting that. I I thought they were gonna go somewhere with that, but no, I guess not. So all right, whatever. But I got over it anyway. The Batman is really good. Are you excited for the Batman 2? Um, yeah, I am. I I have some thoughts. Do you think we I think we have time. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I don't care if this episode runs a little bit over. I don't mind. Um Uh, how do you do you, How do you feel about Hush? I want I want to ask that first because that is apparently going to be the main mm. villain. I mean, he, he's an interesting villain. I don't know much about him, but yeah, I've heard that like I don't know his um he like the Batman movie of him is supposed to be pretty good, so yeah, they bring him to live action, then there's potential. So, in his original introduction, it's kind of obvious who he was because they bring up like like they make. 
up this new character who's supposedly always been childhood friends with Bruce Wayne the whole time. Um, and who is just now this, this mastermind and they're like, you know, Oh, who is, who's this mastermind villain? Who, who's like, you know, so smart. And he's like becoming Bruce Wayne and stuff. Who is he? Um, and it's like very obviously just the brand new character who they invented for this comic book. Right. Um, so that was sort of, you know, frustrating. Uh, so like that, that sort of, uh, first outing for him didn't really go super well, but he has a new backstory in the Batman universe. Um, oh shit, actually, hang on. Um, they've done him well. I, I can think of one point where they did him really well. And I think I can think of one point where they did him really poorly. And what's really interesting is they are, uh, direct, uh, one is a direct sequel of the other. Have you played the Arkham series? No, I haven't. Are you okay with spoilers on them? Yeah, go for it. So in Batman Arkham City, we find a bunch of murder victims who have parts of their face cut off. Like their their whole fucking face is cut off and covered in bandages, right? Mm-hmm. And then we finally track down this lair of a guy, of a villain, and we find out who's been killing these people and cutting off their faces. And we go in there and we get trapped behind a wall and this guy comes out wearing a bunch of bandages and he's like, uh, hey, check this out, bro. Unwraps the bandages. It's Bruce fucking Wayne. And obviously he doesn't know he's talking to Bruce fucking Wayne, but he's like, you know, it's, it's, it's Tommy Elliot, Batman. Uh, I think he figures it out later, but he's like, um, oh shit, this is, this is, this guy's pretending to be Bruce Wayne. I have to not blow my cover, but hush fucking wins. Right. He's like, yep. I look like Bruce Wayne now and I'm going to do evil shit. Don't get in my way, asshole. And then he walks away. The Batman figures out how to get the gate open. and. Like he's gone. He won. He won in Arkham City. So it's that's really cool. They did him really well there. And then in Arkham Knight, he's just fucking awful, right? Like he he just has like, uh, uh. I I guess there's like an interesting moment when he like comes up to Wayne Tower, and uh, like you drive up to the garage as Batman, and uh, you are playing as. Someone who looks like Bruce Wayne, he comes out of the elevator looking like Bruce Wayne. And you're right. like, oh shit, I guess Batman got changed and he wants to look like Bruce Wayne because his assistant's still there. Um, and so he like rolls up and he's like, takes Lucius Fox at gunpoint. And you're like, oh shit, we've been playing as Hush the whole time. And That's then, Bat- yeah. And then Batman just sort of shows up and deals with him pretty quickly. I mean, it's a cool way that he deals with him. Because, uh, like, Batman, like, com- comes up there, takes his mask off, and he's like, uh, hey, Tommy, take your best shot. And he's like, holy shit, Bruce Wayne is Batman? And, like, he uses that distraction to sort of defeat him. But, yeah, I just, I wish there was a longer side mission there. But that was a really cool reveal to be like, oh, shit, we were playing as Hush during that moment. That was, that was interesting. But I just, uh, yeah. It's hard to do Hush right in execution. 
So I, I'm hoping the Batman, you know, they've changed his identity a little bit. They've changed his origin story a little bit. So hopefully they can sort of make him interesting. But I don't know how they're going to do like the bandages on his face thing, right? Maybe it'll be sort of like with Riddler where like maybe maybe he gets like horrifically disfigured and he wears right. the bandages on his face, but it's also like I mean, the an cool homage. thing is we know that like they can do practical makeup pretty well from yeah like did we see joker yeah we didn't get to see all of the joker's face but that what we did see was pretty good how did you feel barry i i don't want to say his last name uh barry did as joker i mean i like the scene how did you feel about the deleted scene just kind of fun having like um i mean he was pretty compelling for a foil yeah i i don't think he's sort of joker like enough he feels a little too movie joker and not um like comics joker if that makes sense right he's a little too joaquin phoenix and heath ledger and not enough mark hamill and jack nicholson if that makes sense it does yeah like like, i would expect him to be more um I don't know. Like, Quippy, jokey. Yeah. Yeah. He just, I mean, like, those jokers make jokes. Yes. But, I want... Um, uh, he. I mean, it still felt like he was taunting Batman, but I, yes. I, get, I get, like, wanting more of that. But, I mean, yeah. he wasn't... I'm kind of glad it wasn't put in the movie, because it would have felt like, damn, we're missing something. We're missing, like, this... And it is kind of distracting from... Yeah, I I like that they didn't put it in the movie because it's a good scene, but it doesn't tell us anything we don't already know or won't or like won't already be shown to us later. And I feel like it would just take out the pacing a little bit. Yeah, it was like it was more worthwhile just having the Riddler and Batman have that scene together. Yeah, because I actually liked I liked the implication that he knew who he was but then you find out he doesn't yes and i and i just think like right in the middle of the mystery part if you added in a scene where he goes and talks to joker and like it would be really obvious that it was joker so it's just sort of like you know like eh, eh. i don't like that reveal for the joker i don't i don't like that that would be his the reveal like of his him introduction as the joker. Right? yes yeah. in that universe right like I, I much prefer the intro we got for him because that was awesome. Right. That yeah. Was so I cool. feel like you have to be very careful how you introduce him. Yeah. I really like his introduction in a certain Batman animated movie that I won't specify because you don't expect it. You don't expect him to be in the movie at all because the movie oh, is shit. like yeah. not about it's not even about him for most of the game. I think I'm I'm You mean you mean most of the movie. You said most of the game there. Are you talking about Arkham Origins? No, I'm talking about a movie. Okay. Well, you said game. So I was like, oh, is I he talking movie. about Arkham Origins? Cuz oh. Arkham Origins had a reveal of the Joker being the surprise villain and Yeah, not my not my favorite, but um Yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. Let me 
Um, can I can I can I post it in the chat and you just say yes or no? Sure, why not? Uh, Let's see how good your Batman knowledge is. It is. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. That one's good. I'm yes. so, highly or, recommend sorry. people to watch some animated Batman because yes, I mean um, just yeah, rip Kevin Conroy. Oh God, rip Kevin Conroy. I don't know what I'm gonna do when Mark Hamill dies. That's gonna hit me like a train. Yeah. Fuck. So uh, let's hope he lives forever. Honestly, right? I'd love that. Mark Hamill, you're legally no longer allowed to die. Sorry, bud. And no longer allowed to play the Joker. It's he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to without Kevin. Honestly. Exactly. Respect. Oh, I, Respect I, he had a really wishes. good final outing as Joker, though, right? Like. Arkham Knight is fucking phenomenal. I mean, a lot of stuff he's done. That's true. Honestly, I think that's what I'm going to do next. Um, like, video games-wise. So, so on my channel, I played Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Uh, but I haven't played Arkham Knight yet. So, I want to do that at some point. But, like... Uh... I'll I'll work my way up to that. I I have I've sort of started a different series. Um, I I have too many things going on. I have too many series going on. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to start a fourth series. But goddamn, I fucking love Arkham Knight. It's so good. Arkham Knight has a really good story. Um, it's not as good as Arkham City. Arkham City is peak, but yeah, yeah. Rip Kevin Conroy. I. I haven't touched the Arkham series since Kevin Conroy died, so I don't know how I would uh, react to that. Because I think he passed away while I was finishing Arkham City, and that was just really sad. Mm. Um, yeah, and Arlene Sorkin had passed away as well uh, a few months before that, and that was really sad as well. Mm-hmm. Both Both gone way too soon, honestly. It's it, yeah, yeah. It's it's really sad to just like lose all those people who are like heroes in your childhood. We gotta we gotta appreciate what they've done. Exactly, and I think that's sort of the thing to think about is like, yeah, you you've gotta you've really gotta think about that and uh, like you know. I don't I don't think that most people would be like, you can never do anything with my characters once I'm dead. You know, once I've played a character, you've got to retire it, right? I think most most creative people would want you to appreciate their uh, legacy and, like, move on and, you know, uh, enjoy new people stepping into their shoes. So while I will say that the next person to step into the Batman shoes has has really big shoes to fill... You know, I, I wish them luck and I, and I, I'm excited to see what new people bring to the role of, of Batman, but you know, damn Kevin, what a absolute King. Um, yeah, I, I, it's sort of the same thing with, um, Jimmy Buffett. I, uh, I went out, what is it? two nights ago um with my cousin to downtown nashville um 
we and we we stopped off at at Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, and he he is so like not caught up on the news that he didn't even know Jimmy Buffett died. Damn. And I was like, I, and like we walked past the Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville. I'm like, damn, I made myself sad. He's like, why? And I'm like, J- oh, you didn't hear Jimmy Buffett died in September? He's like, no, no way. I'm like, yeah, he was my hero. He's like, you know what? We'll go there. We'll we'll pour one out for for good old JB. So we did, and he, yeah, my cousin's great. Shout out Will if you're listening to this. I don't, I don't know. Will's great. He he, nice. yeah, he's a great host. Thank thank you me. again, Will, for for everything. Love you, man. Uh, can't wait to to come down there for another visit because he's a great host. But um, but yeah, that was. I I think I've made my peace with with jimmy buffett passing on from this world and i think i think we can we can appreciate what he gave us while he was here because i was i was still grieving that and and it feels sort of silly to talk about that that like you know i'm i'm grieving this dude who i who like i don't know at all right but like he he had like this big impact in my life right like i don't even think he saw me but like you know i saw him and he he influenced my life and and you know and yeah it just it feels really weird to grieve that but like you know i I've, I've had to do that a lot in 2023 and right yeah you know cuz cuz one of the one of my other big influences um tragically passed away right before christmas and uh i'm 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 still coming to terms with that one too but like yeah yeah it's 2023 was a rough year for 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 the world for for the world for for death specifically and it's yeah it i i struggled a lot with that and i'm i'm processing it in my own way because that impacted me on a more personal level than than jimmy buffett passed away because like that was that was he was a big influence on like my career path so i I worry that I can't even like work without him. Right. So that's just depressing and really sad. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, but you got to move on eventually. You gotta, you gotta come to terms with it. You gotta be like, okay, no more grieving. You gotta respect them and you gotta be like, appreciate what they gave to us and try to live on in their legacy and hopefully make them proud. So God, this really is the fucking life lesson episode. God damn it. This really is. God, yes. I feel so preachy. I feel so preachy. Uh, You're speaking of the heavens, man. Yeah. Uh, if I ignored the victims of a hurricane, you could call me Joel Osteen. I'm such a preacher right now. That's a that's a good burn there. If you if you if, you know if you're familiar, is. yeah. If you're familiar with Joel Osteen and you and you don't like him, that's a that's a sick burn there. So if you if you appreciate that, you're a real one. Fuck Joel Osteen, by the way. He's a piece of shit, and he's boring too. He's such a shit preacher. If you've ever had like grandparents who like had him on when you were there, and you know you couldn't like change the channel because you know Grandpa loves to watch his fucking Joel Osteen and shit. Like you know, you know, Joel fucking that man sucks. cured COVID like six <laughs> months before the world did. You know what? You're right. Sorry, I take it all back. Joel, you're a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would have told me about that because I got COVID in fucking 
uh what is it june july 2022 that was not yeah. fun yeah <laughs> you should have heard he cured it he cured it Shit, like months man. ago you're right you're right damn that was yeah I, i'm sorry to impugn your legacy mr osteen missed out on the news and caught covid very true that happened yeah anywho speaking of the news big red button i already asked it before but i want to get your thoughts on this uh no more cringy trump jokes ever but he wins a second term in office that's fucking terrible (laughs) yes he he wins the 2020 election or 2024 election i would not press that button but no more cringy trump jokes jokes ever whatever keeps him out of that that office i don't know man some of those jokes were pretty bad so was his presidency that's true but like come on remember like the the drumpf thing where it's like his real name is not actually trump uh take that cuck conservatives you know like do you remember that and like calling him cheeto man and like all that shit like it was bad it's really bad it's really, really, really bad. Like, come on. Shit. Ugh. Ugh. I'm, I'm, I'm. I think that was a, that was a pretty easy red button. That was I'm, great. I'm not pressing it, but I think I'm a little bit more conflicted about it than you are. And I, and I feel bad for saying that, but those fucking Trump jokes are really bad. Like I, I'm really hoping Oh, fuck. You know what? You know what I just realized just now? We're about two months away from the Oscars. Um, yeah. Right? Um, kind of like that. those first, not first Oscars, but the last Oscars. Uh, 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 I mean, that, no, that one was a, was a pretty tight ship, but the... Yeah, this, there's a tight punch tight slap are you talking oh i'm talking about 2023 the one where everything everywhere all at once won everything i'm talking about that one. Oh well i'm also talking about like you're talking about 2022 i didn't watch that one i skipped that one oh. my parents were watching it when the slap happened and i was like oh shit that's cool and i wasn't paying that's attention. cool <laughs> i was busy i was doing some other shit i think um uh yeah i i was in all fairness my grandma had just died so i was i was <laughs> i was busy i was i was doing some shit that um, is fair. but yeah i i and i didn't watch a lot of movies that year um because i had i was like staying at home with my dog and i didn't feel nervous or i felt more nervous leaving him at home than i usually did so like i i just didn't really watch a lot of movies so yeah but um yeah, no. Uh, 2023 was okay. You know, they made a couple jokes about the slap, but there weren't too many like cringy Trump references. It was done and dusted very quickly. You know, they they got they got him in and out, and it was and it was it was really nice. Um, the the most recent one that I watched before 2023 was um. Uh, it started with Janelle Monet 
she put on a show and Eminem showed up. Like they got Eminem to do Lose Yourself and everyone was sort of cringing because it's like Eminem, man, that's that that song's really old, dude. You you haven't really done anything He's this year. He's really old, man. He is really old. He's almost as old as my fucking mom, dude. That's crazy. He's like almost fifty. Cause all right, wait, he, he is, might actually he, he might actually, actually be fifty. I think he actually is fifty. No, 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 no. Please please tell me that's not true. Please tell me that is not true. Was he born in nineteen seventy? He's older than my mom. Fuck. Ah, that's really funny. Fuck. Fifty one. Cause alright, cause he said he was forty five when um what was that song uh kill shot came out right the diss track against mgk um he's like i'm 45 and i'm still out selling you i didn't realize that was five years ago oh no oh no oh yeah that that was rough that was a that was a bad oscars that was a bad oscars Uh, oh fuck uh yeah not not great 20 i think it was the the 2020 oscars and yeah it was bad it was bad it was bad it was really bad and they gave joaquin phoenix best actor um and that was bad i didn't like that um yeah not not great not great. Uh, yeah. Yep. So <laughs> I'm 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 looking forward to this to this year's uh, Oscars with with cautious optimism. But I know they're gonna make a bunch of fucking Trump jokes, and I hate it, and I want to die. Okay, I want to fucking die because I can tell. I have about two months to prepare for the amount of cringe that we're going to get from these Oscars. So I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. So we all just need to prepare now. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's the final life lesson from this one is, is get ready for the fucking 2024 Oscars. They're going to be really fucking cringe. So yeah. Now just imagine if Trump wins in this election now imagine how cringe the jokes are going to be in 2025. I, I don't want to. Yeah, so everyone vote fucking blue. Vote anyone but Trump so we don't have to worry about fucking that again. Please, God, because I can't handle that much more cringe. So please, please and thank you. Love you. Much love. Big love. Over and out. Um. Thank you, Justin Connor, <laughs> for ah, nice. your your patronage. <laughs> Good segue, right? Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you, Justin, for your uh, contribution to uh, to helping us uh, put this episode out, or all these episodes. Sorry, um, uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, helps us out. Um, if you want a cool shout out like that, head on over to patreoncom podcast. Uh, that's I I H S podcast, all one word, um, where we uh, give you a cool shout out if you're join our uh, three dollar tier. But in your five dollar tier, you get an even cooler shout out and you get early access to 
all these episodes ad free. Uh, so you're hearing this on Monday instead of Tuesday. Uh, good for you. Um, yeah, it's it's literally less than twelve hours. Sorry about that. It's it's been very hectic. <laughs> it's been quite a week. So um, yeah, so head on over there for that. We also do movie commentaries. Um, I reckon we'll probably do an Oscar commentary. Uh, either, you know, yeah, I I reckon we'll probably do that. So I I'm excited for that too. But uh, yeah. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at IIHS Podcast uh, on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, and YouTube. So if you want updates, that sort of thing, we are over there. Uh, follow us there. Get uh, updates, topic suggestions, Q&A, that sort of thing. We're all over there. And other than that, um, I think that's it. Uh, did, did you have anything else you wanted to add? No, I think you covered yeah. it. Yeah, me too. Uh, or at least if I had anything to add, you know, it's been, <laughs> uh, we're kind of already over on this episode. So we're kind of, we're, we're at uh, an hour and 30. So <laughs> we got to cut it here. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, thank you all for uh, for uh, listening. Uh, my name is Cal. I've been incredibly influential. My name is Maxwell. And I've been highly successful. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.